0: Welcome to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where we join together to celebrate romance, cheer for our favorite characters, and swoon over their love stories. Happy St. Vincent's Day, HBs! It's the day we celebrate the one and only Sebastian St. Vincent and Evie Jenner. Now, this is normally a recap show, but we are going rogue in 2023 which fits St. V to a T. Anyway, I decided that this year I wanted to get us all together for a group celebration. I put the call out and y'all showed up. Once again, I'm completely in awe of you. I just love this community and what each and every one of you bring to it so much. As you can see, this St. Vincent's Day, is a Sunday, which means that this is going to be our normal episode this week. And real quick, if you're a patron, you can download some fancy St. Vincent Day phone wallpapers and other graphics I made and, you know, use them, share them on social media to celebrate whatever you want. If you do post anything to celebrate our hallowed day, tag Heaving Bosoms and hashtag it St. Vincent Would Always. I want to chat with all of you today. As I said in our call for submissions, one lucky person who sent in their St. Vincent love for this episode will win one of our custom Devil in Winter care packages. So stay tuned until the very end to find out if you're that winner. Okay. Today is going to be a sort of frenetic grab bag of joy and coziness and book wrecks. Um, Big emphasis on the book wrecks. So I hope you're ready to add to your TBR pile. I might even keep a list of these so that we can recap books with Devil in Winter vibes on future St. Vincent days. Actually, on that note... Last week, I recorded a recap of Gentle Rogue by Joanna Lindsay with Sophie Jordan. That's actually going to be our episode next week, so get stoked. And I could kind of see how some of James Mallory might have ended up in our dear Sebastian's DNA. In case you were wondering, St. Vincent is also Sophie's favorite Kleypas hero— so we can all be delighted to add her to our band of ravenous dark angel lovers. I mean, listen, when your dark angel comes with hot tea and a cozy blanket, I really don't know how anyone could resist, you know? Actually, there is an Instagram account that posted some wonderful quotations from Devil in Winter. The Instagram account is quote underscore quake, and one of them that they pulled says, he looked like a fallen angel, replete with all the dangerous male beauty that Lucifer could devise. Ooh. Okay, so we're actually going to be going in between me reading some submissions from other people, and then you actually hearing the voices of a bunch of HBs that came out to play. All right, Sarah J.M. wrote in, and she said... Why St. Vincent does it for me. (laughs) And I could go on for an entire episode, trust me. 1. Clapas does a fantastic hero build-up over the preceding Wallflower books, and she leaves us hanging at the end of It Happened One Autumn with a seemingly irredeemable villain who she utterly redeems in Devil in Winter. I can't think of a more impressive, depraved-rake-turned-devoted hero— Clepis is a master. Got to agree with you there. That's for sure. Okay. Her second reason is hottest, fully clothed sex scene I have ever read. Oh my God, Sarah. How did I forget about this? Oh my God. How did I forget? Okay. This is a a longish quotation from the book, but it's, you know, obviously redacted a bit. All right. If I did, Evie, I would. (laughs) Oh, Then, by now, I would have shredded your clothes with my hands and teeth, and when I had tortured you enough, I would open your legs and come inside you and take you and take you. Then, in a total quintessential Sebastian, you're wet, aren't you? Oh my god, isn't that in the library when he has her, like, up against the door? Or something like that. I'm pretty sure she's facing away from him and he's just like whispering this nonsense in her ear. I might be wrong about that, but wowza. You're totally right. Okay. The third reason. Who doesn't love a great sickbed scene? Yeah. Especially as a, I was just about to say this, so I'm really glad you followed it up with this. Especially as a result of the hero sacrificing himself for the heroine. Total swoon. You're Absolutely right. I cannot get enough of it. And then the last one. Oh, I adore funny heroes. Always with the bon mot. Uh oh. I'm going to have to Google that. Hold, please. Ah, I was right. All right. Always with the bon mot, which is a witty remark. P.S. That I also got that from Google. Um, the humor. Sebastian is only rivaled by Leo, I love like a madman, ooh, as the wittiest Claypus hero. Thank you, thank you, thank you for St. Vincent Day. Sarah J.M., you're welcome. We straight up stole it from Freighted Mates. (laughs) We did it!
1: Hi, this is H.B. Lauren, and I wanted to share that Last year on St. Vincent Day, I actually took a copy of Devil in Winter to a nearby Little Free Library and stuck it in so someone else could discover the glory of Sebastian and Evie. And I also think that is something that Sebastian would do for Evie. Every Little Free Library within walking or carriage distance, he would fill with her favorite books or super smutty books that she would pick up and get ideas for what they could do together. So that is my St. Vincent Day contribution. Happy St. Vincent Day.
0: That was longtime HB Lauren Connolly. She's been writing fabulous contemporary and paranormal romances for a few years now, And just announced that she's going to be writing in Penny Reed's Green Valley Universe with Smarty Pants Romance. Ah, she's a great contender for HB Author in your reading embrace if you haven't filled that slot yet. Man, I'm just so, so, so excited to see what you do next, Lauren. But now I need you to sit down and have a rest. You work so hard. If you're hungry, I can bring you some roasted pheasant. Or maybe a hot toddy. If the rest of you HBs want a specialty hot toddy recipe, Naomi from the HEA Kitchen really came through. Here's a quick chat I had with her about food, romance, and bees
2: so what i was thinking about this morning on my morning walk was that i'm a podcast virgin and yeah, that yeah. i had to lose my virginity if i wanted to lose my i wanted Whoa. to give my virginity away to someone that would absolutely <laughs> want it to be melody in the yeah. Asian, along with saint vincent how perfect
0: <laughs> yeah how are you i'm great thank you how are you awesome i'm really really great i'm very excited to try out the recipe that you sent in for saint vincent's day
2: fabulous so you have a a special mug picked out for instance for people who cannot see because we're on a podcast mm. I have the cake Chickaloo.
1: oh cool
0: the catchphrase mug. mug that's so fun yeah I mean it's a good mug it's awesome quality stuff over there <laughs> yes. okay so why don't you tell people about the hea kitchen because that's how we connected in the first place
2: Right. So the HEA kitchen the happily ever after kitchen came about because I was joking with my husband that I should start a food blog and my initial name of the blog was my you know my shitty little kitchen.
0: I mean, love that.
2: Yeah. And it turned out that somebody else had already claimed that name. Really? Yes. And I thought, well, you know, not just a food blog, but what am I really passionate about these days? And mm. I've been I I actually came new to romance. I've only been reading for two or three years. And I thought, well, you know, I love to write, I love to read, I love to cook. I've been reading romance. There's all these foods, all these dishes in these romance books. Yeah. And I thought, why don't I do a food book that combines the things that I love, which is cooking, writing, and romance books. So every time I see a a food mentioned or a dish mentioned in the uh-huh. so I'll just bookmark. I Oh, well, that's all. okay. All right, I right. go to sleep, think about it. Wake up <laughs> and sleep? That idea is still there in the morning.
0: And it was.
2: Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, let me just keep
0: brainstorming. And that's where it came from. It just kind of came from a brain fart. That's really, really fun. So, what's your favorite recipe that you've come up with so far?
3: Ooh,
2: you know, they're all different. I've done three so far. One's not been posted. So, the one that's not posted Ooh. is asparagus soup. Um, oh. from. Um again, the magic by Lisa Claypass.
0: Uh huh.
2: Um, but so far, I've done the, gin- the orange gingerbread. That orange yeah. ginger- no, gingerbread loaf is not familiar to me. That is not, I never had gingerbread loaf before. I hadn't, yeah, I've never. Yeah. So that was yum and it was tasty. But you know, the sheared eggs that I made in the little ramekin, I like for their efficiency because it means I can pop them in the oven for 20 minutes and do something else with my time and then Ooh. come back. So I like that. I like them all for different reasons, but the asparagus soup was yummy. It was, was it really?
0: really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And awesome. that was from, again, the magic you said?
2: In the magic um, by Lisa Claypass. Whoa, Cool. 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 Um, which also had the gingerbread loaf in it.
0: Yeah. So are you mostly a historical reader so far? So far
2: about 90%. I've read a few contemporaries.
0: Yeah. I've, read,
2: I've got Beach Read. I've read The Hating Game, Beach Read and uh red white and royal blue Mm -hmm. a couple other ones but i seem to gravitate back towards historical
0: romances yeah
2: i have to my heart belongs to elizabeth hoyt
0: (laughs) i mean queen you know serious queen so when you were rereading devil in winter Mm -hmm. um, I know there's, I can't remember, I haven't reread in a minute, but there's the recipe you sent in, the hot toddy, but he's always like bringing her a bunch of food. So I wondered if there was anything else you thought about making or looking into, or is there not enough description of it?
2: There weren't enough descriptions of it. And he was was bringing her food, but then there was the one, like the one portion where there was a description was when I think they were in the billiard room or the office room, and there was a buffet and it uh-huh. was like roasted pheasant and grapes and peaches i'm like well, what am i gonna do with that <laughs> <laughs> plant I mean, a can...
0: tree is the first step of the recipe Right.
2: Uh- <laughs> so we all, can extrapolate from that and do like a peach tart i mean i am in georgia so like i have no there's no end to the availability
0: yeah 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 but there was a lot of sick room food in that book as well yeah yeah lots of broth absolutely well, tell us about the recipe you did decide on.
2: Okay. So I decided on the classic hot toddy from the uh, beginning carriage scene, carriage yeah, ride yeah. scene, up to Gretna Green that s- sounded to me like a hot toddy. It was basically like a spiced mold drink. Uh-huh. Although he did have white wine in the carriage. Forgive me for not doing that, but I'm not going to do- be. What? It was spirits of some kind mixed with water and flavored with sugar and lemon. I can do this. Hell yeah.
0: So,
2: so I turned to the hot toddy because that's essentially either a brandy, a whiskey or a rum, any kind of brown liquid, mm-hmm. hot water, some honey, preferably local honey. If you can get it. If
0: you can. Yeah. Let's be medicinal. Raw's my favorite. A splash of lemon juice. Um,
2: and you stir it up with a cinnamon stick if you want cinnamon in it. So super easy. Don't even need a kettle or a teapot. You can use the microwave to warm your water in a mug for a minute and 20 yeah. seconds.
0: And yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's such a comforting yet like refreshing drink. It, it, like the, I don't know, the lemon in it, the citrus always does that for me. But we were speaking
2: of local honey and to, to add to the medicinal value of the classic hot topic, yeah. if you'd like, You can uh, find local honey. It's always great to do that. You know, There is the idea that it helps with your allergies, but it's also great to support a local beekeeper mm-hmm. um, or pollinators. And I'm quite passionate about that because I grew up with a father who was a beekeeper. And uh, during the day, his Clark Kent job was being a dentist, but his one of his oh. big hobbies was was having a garden and having uh, beehives to help, you know, pollinate the- That's so
0: cool. Fruit and
2: the veg. So, yeah. That's really,
0: awesome. really cool. I enjoyed
2: it a lot. When I was little, you know, you'd get the smoker out you'd get dressed up in the whole outfit and he had yeah. three hives and you'd smoke all the bees. And really, they're beautiful to watch. I'm always touched when I happen to stumble upon, like we have a local beekeeper here named Steve and whenever oh. I happen upon him and he opens the hive for me, I just- They all work collaboratively in there. And it just, it touches me in a way that, I don't know, it just touches me.
0: No, absolutely. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And, oh, I don't know. I thought about, doing a beekeeper thing but it Mm -hmm. turns out i'm not great with details and so i don't want to mess up the beekeeper thing so instead my kids and i actually just last weekend went Mm -hmm. out and we got some local wildflower seeds um, Mm -hmm. because i want to take out my front lawn Mm -hmm. and basically put in just like i don't know like a cottage garden kind of thing Mm Yeah. And I'm going to start with wildflowers because they're easy to move and they're good for the pollinators around. And yeah, I'm really, really, really stoked about it. That sounds
2: gorgeous. You know what you could do if you yeah. don't want to be a beekeeper yourself? Yeah. There are some uh, beekeepers that like to extend their hives so you could host and they could simply come to your your residence and do the work of beekeeping. You know, like people like rent chickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Same thing. Same thing. So they, it's your property, their bees.
0: Interesting. Oh, that's that's something I will definitely look into. Oh my gosh, I learned
1: so much today. <laughs> Everything from whiskey to bees.
0: Sir. Absolutely. I mean, look at the gifts St. Vincent and Evie bestow upon us. <laughs> as soon as you were talking about the hive i was like well that's basically the collaborative work they do at the gambling hell you know i like that. generous it's just calm. like yeah yeah cam and saint vincent and all the all the rest of the guys yeah except honey it's it's monies you know yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And wait, tell them where they can find you. You can find the H-E-A kitchen on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. I'll link it in the show notes too. Okay. We know that Sebastian would order Evie a mean hot toddy, but he's not just an evenings and weekends kind of guy. Our pal Jessica B really brings a modern perspective to his brand of early morning care I mean, outside of the bedroom, at least. Felicitations to my beloved and esteemed heating bosom on this the most hallowed and cozy of days.
4: Lord Sebastian St. Vincent would always huffle out the door to scrape your windshield first to save your delicate fingers from the cold. And when your hot mess
0: arrives at the car trying to balance your infinite bags and beverages, only to drop your breakfast face down on the driveway, he would gather you up in a comforting hug and deposit you in your pre-warmed car and then hand you his breakfast because he knows you would rather go hungry than wait in a line just to have to speak to another person at this hour of the morning. We had a couple of HBs dig straight into the text for their submissions. So here is Shayla F.'s reason for loving St. Vincent. She says, based on this passage alone, And years of seeing the glazed-over boredom on men's faces when she talked to them had reduced Evie's self-confidence to a crumb of what it should have been. However, Sebastian listened closely to everything she said, as if he found her endlessly interesting. She says, "'I feel like St. Vincent would always be the one person in the group who would pay attention to what you're saying,' Even when everyone else isn't listening or had switched topics, he wouldn't let you trail off thinking you were being ignored. St. Vincent always notices you. Oh, it's so true. Oh my gosh, that was another one that Quote Quake pulled. Okay, here it is. Cam had never seen anything like the mute longing that St. Vincent felt for his own wife. No one could fail to observe that whenever Evie entered the room, St. Vincent practically vibrated like a tuning fork. Oh, because he's always noticing. Okay, here's your pal and mine, H.B. Taylor. You know her from our recent episode on the lake house.
3: Hey, Melody. Uh, So, my favorite St. Vincent quote of all time is the bit where he says, Quote, I would kill her myself before I'd let you have her. Uh, And that's while he's trying to save Evie from her horrible cousin. And my favorite St. Vincent related anecdote is that I did submit this to Fated Mates Derek Craven Day as proof of his awesomeness. And it did get picked to represent St. Vincent against all other contenders. So, you know, just be assured that we're out here fighting the good fight on St. Vincent's behalf. Honestly, I think it is the perfect line because only St. Vincent could say something like this and have it be somehow weirdly sweet and also bizarrely hot. And I mean, I, I just don't know what other hero would have the level of, I guess, both commitment to the bit and specific insanity required to threaten to murder your own wife, so... So yeah, so there's that, and now as uh, as far as other books with Saint Vincent vibes go, The Luckiest Lady in London by Sherry Thomas is fantastic. If you are looking for just the most rakish, sad little rich boy, and and there's a heroine who's just kind of out there, she's just marrying who she's got to marry for her and her sisters to be secure. And then along the way he is just such an unmitigated asshole to her but you know makes up for it with just amazing sarcastic banter and he's also somehow redeemed in the end and yeah so if if that all sounds good to you, you should check this book out um sherry thomas is truly a goddess of the genre and yeah happy saint vincent's day
0: happy saint vincent's day taylor And you know what? Thank you for fighting out in these romance streets on behalf of all of us St. Vincent lovers. As we know, Derek Craven would never, and let's be real, would never can also be a way to phrase what someone might always do. Just like Andy J. Christopher points out next.
2: St. Vincent would never let you wear something heinous outside of the house. In fact, if you were wearing something heinous, he would make you take it off and then he would burn it and replace it with something beautiful. In fact, probably
4: 10 somethings beautiful.
0: All right, Robin, (laughs) Robin J wrote in, love me a Robin J. She says, with Derek Craven Day behind us and St. Vincent Day fast approaching, aka today, I feel it necessary to remind everyone that Reese Winterbourne is the superior hero because Reese Winterbourne already did TM. Oh, Robin. Look at you coming up with your own holiday catchphrases. Now all you have to do is pick a date. That's how it works. Okay. All right, all the <laughs> all the Reese Winterbourne fans are going to have to converge with Robin here. Okay, let's let's get back to our thing. I will admit, wow, this is very big of you, Robin. I will admit that St. Vincent's dry wit and competence in the gaming hell are real sexy. You are correct. I am also a big sucker for a big, oh, for big dumb dummies who cannot with feelings. Oh, it is kind of cute. Sometimes it gets old, but it never does with St. Vincent. St. Vincent would always know that I love my baths hot, my tea sweet, and my books real dirty. Oh, yeah, he totally would. Happy St. B Day to all those celebrating. Robin! Oh, I love you. That's great. Even though at least half of your message was, in fact, sacrilege, I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to wish you a very merry St. Vincent Day as well. And now, I think it's high time we get to some St. Vincent would always declarations. Sierra N. said, St. Vincent would always say a reluctant yes to the kitten Evie brings home, then fall in love with it. I could see this man passed out naked, face down in bed, next to Evie, with only the top sheet around his bottom half, and like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe a little bit of butt cheek is still showing. You know what I mean? Sorry, that was, that was my addition. And the cat curled up on his back. And then she adds in parentheses, this would be adorable fan art if I had a lick of talent. Oh man. Hello artists. Hello artists out there. If you want to make that fan art, I, wow. We would all be so grateful. Stephanie wrote in with a really comprehensive list of St. Vincent would always is. So she says, St. Vincent would always buy your favorite comfort snack when your period is coming up. Too true. Carry around a hanky for you in allergy season, but when you tell him that's really sweet, he'd just shrug and say, "Well, you never know when you need to gag someone." <laughs> okay, I'm going to add one. <laughs> He might also say something like, well, I can't have you getting that mess all over my bespoke frock coat. She says, St. Vincent would always make sure if you were late for work, it's for sexy reasons and not I was trying to get work done over coffee and lost track of time reasons. An excellent point, madam. St. Vincent would always. (laughs) If you were speaking at a conference and one of the audience questioners was an asshole about you or your work, he would somehow find a quip that diffused the tension, made the questioner look stupid, and gave you space to gather your thoughts without making the moment about himself. I don't know how, but he just would. And I think you're right. He says he would borrow your romance novels when you're through with them and probably pick up some tips and tricks. He would always make a funny quip to divert attention away from someone who's not ready to be outed. Yeah, because he's a protector. You know what I mean? But let's face it, his words are much mightier than his fists. Ah, my beautiful, beautiful, sad boy who can't fight. And this is actually in reference to a tweet that was going around a while ago about Robin Williams deflecting Oprah in an interview. um, I'm going to post the tweet in the show notes because it really honestly is a beautiful moment. And then Stephanie finishes with, on a slightly different, but still definitely St. Vincent related note, I lost my mom a year and a half ago after a long year of her deteriorating health and mental state. Oh, Stephanie, I'm so sorry. Oh, I just reread Devil in Winter this year, and the way he sees to all of the funeral preparations with a thoughtful eye towards what would have made Ivo Jenner smile. Not because Ivo meant anything to him, but because he meant something to Evie. And the way he strolled in and shaved Ivo like it was nothing, and the way he so nonchalantly figures out what she needs from him and does it when she's not even sure what she needs herself— and wouldn't even think to ask him if she was. That all hits different now. Yeah. Yeah, I completely get that. <laughs> and then she adds, when he looks at Evie after shaving her dad and sees how much it meant to her, and he jumps up like, wait, what else can I do? Do you need me to change the bedsheets? I'll definitely change the bed sheets." Is also extremely cute. Hey, happy St. Vincent's Day, Stephanie. And thank you.
5: Hello, Melody. Hello, fellow HBs. It's your girl, Ashley, a fellow HB from Central Virginia. Happy St. Vincent's Day. Hooray. I hope all of you are just reveling in this day and celebrating however you'd like, whether it be with hot bricks or other things. Okay. <laughs> My favorite, I think, St. Vincent wallflower, devil in winter memory that I want to share with all of you is I use the devil in winter uh, episodes from our a wonderful, wonderful podcast to listen to as I was getting my first tattoo and then a few months later, my second tattoo. Because <laughs> once you get one, why not get more? Um, my tattoos are not St. Vincent related. Uh, they're actually of hairpins or hair combs from different periods of history, which I think are really pretty. But um, maybe Evie would wear one of them? I don't know. But I just, listening to that episode, I had to, where I had my tattoos, I had my tattoos on my outer right thigh. And I had to sit, like, lay completely still, and I did. But I remember the next few days, about a week afterward, my abs were so sore because I was holding it in, the just giggles and sheer just awesomeness of just listening to the episodes and just swooning over and just giggling over St. Vincent and just admiring the sheer courage of Evie. Um, I feel like if St. Vincent were there with me while I was getting my tattoo, his hot brick equivalent or heating device equivalent would just be giving me gum, giving me chewing gum to have while I was getting my tattoo and stroking my hair and whispering sweet nothings in my ear and also flirting with my tattoo artist. I hope all of you have a wonderful St. Vincent's Day. I am open to getting a St. Vincent tattoo. I just don't know what that looks like. Do y'all have any ideas? Please let me know.
1: i am here to tell you some. your really shitty family finally shows him their ass he'd have something to say and he'd shut them up fast keep your feet warm with a couple of bricks after a light kidnap and a couple of tricks throw a mean funeral for your departed dad And gotta do nothing because he's got it all planned seduce you awfully good pool tables are sturdy whisper words in your getting infected keep his head on straight come cool and collected ish he'll tell you over and over he'll never love anyone he'll make it really clear he'll never love anyone don't get him wrong he's not the type to fall but for some silly reason he wants to give you his all i've made the decision a sassy Duke, full of spice, a partner at home. Everyone telling me my standards are high. Needs to take a look at their life and what they let fly. I'm not asking for much, just some sweet, mixed signals, someone at home that will give me the feels. Convinced they'll never love till I came on the scene, that the whole damn world ripped it seam from scene. They leave my downtown.
0: was the amazing Sabrina B. I'm always blown away by her songs, but even more today because writing and performing that song was an act of true community love. It was an act of, dare I say it, near sacrifice. Because the truth is, West Ravenel has her entire heart and St. Vincent comes in a close second. But... She stepped up to the plate and she created this masterpiece of St. Vincent devotion for all of us. And don't worry, (laughs) I'm definitely going to play this song again at the very end of the episode because um, I think I'm going to play it, I don't know, for the rest of the day or week on repeat. Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, I promised to make your TBR pile buckle under the weight of our St. Vincent celebrations. And now is the time. H.B. Kieran is one of the best book wreckers out there, and she did not disappoint with her submission.
4: So, top 10 books that you may like if you are a lover of Sebastian St. Vincent. So, in no particular order, number one, A Duke of Her Own by Eloisa James. This one has a hero that reminds me a bit of Sebastian St. Vincent, but in good ways. You'll see, not a ripoff. Uh, two is Devil is a Marquess by Elisa Brayden. Some of the similarities, it is um, It is a marriage of convenience with a redheaded wallflower, but it goes in very different directions and I think you will enjoy it. Duke of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt. If you have heard the previous Heaving Bosoms episode on this, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and let me just say, Furred Balls, it's a great time. Crash by Julie Chris. So, this is an interesting twist on it. It deals with a very snarky, grumpy one who is also in a wheelchair, which is some great rep. And the lingerie model who moves next door. And it's really funny. It goes in unexpected directions and it's quite smart and snarky. Uh, Glitterland by Alexis Hall, which is a male male that involves. One character who's down on the dumps, the gloomy one, who meets the personification of the sunshine one. This one, if you want those snarky vibes, those opposite attracts, that really great banter, this is it. Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. Now, I'm not a Tessa Bailey girl, though I respect those who are this is her one series that i love and this second one in particular i think will really appeal to sebastian st Vincent lovers it's got a man whore it's got the girl who's too good for him good times the duchess deal by tessa dare this is the series that i think rivals for me um the wallflowers for sheer banter and humor i love it and i just I think you will too. The Wedding Crasher by Mia Sosa. This is a modern um, dating, fake dating trope where one person interrupts the other's marriage of convenience and then has to fake date them. It's got great representation. It's funny. It's snarky. And I think it's a really good modern twist on that trope. A Prince on Paper by Alyssa Cole. The hero in this one kind of reminds me of if... Sebastian St. Vincent was a cinnamon roll, which is hard to really go with, but read it and you'll see. And finally, The Roommate by Rosie Dannon because it's got a redheaded, kind of all flowery, but not really heroine, um, a dude who thinks he's not good enough for her and doesn't think he's good enough for a relationship, some great banter. Anyway, I think you will like all of these if you love Sebastian St. Vincent like I do.
0: This is from Myrtis. Hi, Melody. I'm still wondering why I loved Devil in Winter. It shouldn't work for me, but mysteriously it does. Sebastian is very funny, and even if he's lying to himself, he loves Evie. I loved the trip to Scotland and the way he took care of her. God, don't we all? Evie is great, too. She's quiet, but takes charge of herself. I have two books which remind me of Devil in Winter while still being very different from it. First, Again the Magic by Lisa Kleypas. McKenna is very different, not a jaded aristocrat, but he thinks about destroying the heroine because he's angry with her like he's a cynic, but he never does anything against her because of course he can't. It reminded me of St. Vincent who talks <laughs> who talks a lot but is actually kind to her. The proposal scene in Again the Magic is very moving. My second book is A Week to be Wicked by Tessa Dare. Super agree with this one, Mirtis. I haven't read the other one, so I can't comment. It also starts with an unconventional woman asking a rake to take her on a road trip. Yeah. Colin also uses humor. Even if he is quite different from St. Vincent, that's true. He's a rake. Um. He, oh, and that... That book also has, I think, doesn't it have like an I can't sleep unless you're next to me trope? Oh, it's so good. They both evolve by taking care of each other and by helping each other grow as people. Ooh, there's also a road trip to Scotland in that one. Um, But instead of eloping, like they pretend they're eloping. But instead, I'm pretty sure that's the book where she is like going to go be a scientist at a at a scientist convention. Wait, and I'm pretty sure, isn't there also like an underground gambling hell that they stop at and like bone at? I'm pretty sure there's also like a cottage scene that is very sexy. Listen, I obviously don't remember the details of that book, but it is embedded into my brain. And Mirtis, thank you for writing in because you are incredibly correct. And also just thank you because you're awesome. HB's, my heart is already so, so, so full on this St. Vincent Day. But before I reveal the winner of the Devil in Winter Care Package, we're going to end this community episode with some serious, empirical evidence of Sebastian's dominance. As you know, we became scientists in 2022, and HB Catherine apparently joined us on that journey. So please, please keep listening and pay attention for some unparalleled Clapiss scholarship. This is from Catherine, longtime listener, first-time submitter. Here is my kind of long Saint Vincent Day submission. It is about the Clapiss verse broadly, loving that, with a Derek Crave, well, with a focus on Derek Craven. And Sebastian St. Vincent. Okay, it's getting better. I kept it as brief as I could. Ah, oh, as a long-winded gal myself, I hear you. So, one of my personal bright spots during the dark days of 2020 through 2021 was finding my way to Romance Landia. Oh, yay! Though I can't recall how I originally came across Heaving Bosoms. My guess is podcast app search slash algorithm functions. That's what your reviews do. They bring us people like Catherine. Oh, I was so delighted to consume all of your hilarious romance recaps. Thank you. Heaving Bosoms was my gateway. And long before I added Faded Mates. Oh, and several other romance podcasts to my listening lineup. Yay. Oh, I love that. As well as actually starting to read many of the books recommended on the pods. Oh, I love that even more. In fall 2022, I was thrilled to learn that my local public library had started a romance novel book club, and I immediately became a regular attendee. Oh god, that's my dream come true. My local library is a little resistant. (laughs) A few months into book club, the book selection was Cold-Hearted Rake, the first book in the Ravenel series. Although I had enjoyed listening to the friendly, <laughs> to the friendly Craven Saint Vincent feud develop between my beloved podcasts, I hadn't actually read any Claypus books yet. I knew her series were interconnected, with children of the Wallflowers being heroes and heroines in the Ravenels, and the completionist in me needed to start with the Wallflowers, but. If I was finally going to meet Sebastian St. Vincent, I also wanted to include Derek Craven in my reading list. The logic is sound, Catherine. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. You did it right. So, in the two months I had before that book club meeting, I proceeded to read 17 Lisa Kleypas novels. Starting with Then Came You, through cold-hearted rake. Thank goodness for audiobooks. Oh my God. Audiobooks for the fucking win. Okay. My initial opinion, if I had to choose one, oh, I leaned Craven. That's fine. That's fine. No worries there. Absolutely. Probably something about the higher intensity slash drama of Derek Craven in Dreaming of You. I mean, like the strangles, the multiple strangles? (laughs) Compared to the quieter slash calmer Saint Vincent in Devil in Winter. I loved them both, but leaned craven. But don't worry, the story doesn't end there. (gasps) I am on the edge of my seat. Okay. After reading those 17 books for a single month's book club. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I realize that is a bit bonkers. Oh, my God. (laughs) Catherine, I got to say, you're my kind of gal, you know, when you lean in, you really dive. Okay, after reading those 17 books for a single month's book club, I did continue my way through the rest of the Ravenel's books. Shit. And I met Silver Fox, St. Vincent, Dad and Granddad though still strikingly handsome, of course. I mean, of course. St. Vincent. And I had to reassess. Oh, oh, the silver fox got you. Okay. I had to reassess. That additional time with St. Vincent, seeing him still so besotted with Evie decades later, I mean, honestly, and such a loving father and grandfather won me over. And did I mention Silver Fox? You did. And then I really glommed onto it as well, Catherine. So I guess you were my twins. <laughs> and that is my journey through a couple dozen Lisa Kleypas novels to becoming a St. Vincent over Craven just slightly fan. <laughs> Thank you for reading my romance novella. No, no, I will not allow you to thank me for that, Catherine. I am going to thank you for writing me and the rest of the HBs that romance novella because you just wrote a love letter to romance, the community that you can find through romance, the self-growth that you can experience as you read romance, And of course, the queen herself, Lisa Klaipas. So, I mean, what a well-rounded email. (laughs) It's incredible. Oh God, happy friggin' St. Vincent's Day. Ah, That was absolutely amazing. Oh my God, I still can't get over it. And now I get to announce the winner of our Devil in Winter care package. We actually sell them in our Etsy store and they include a really luxe book sleeve, a custom scented St. Vincent and Evie marriage of convenience candle. It's scented with dark amber and rosewood for like those two put together. Oh, it smells so good. There's an enamel pin in there, stickers, and a bookmark. The lucky winner is Naomi from the HEA Kitchen. Oh my God, Naomi, send me your address and I will get you your care package as soon as possible. Oh, that's it for St. Vincent's Day 2023. So thank you to everyone who sent in submissions. I couldn't even fit everyone in, but I just need to make sure you know that I loved reading every single one of them. Happy St. Vincent's Day, everyone. Take care of yourself so that you can keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love having that serious Saint Vincent syndrome.
1: I'm here to tell you some of the things. They- Your really shitty family finally shows him their ass He'd have something to say and he'd shut them up fast Keep your feet warm with a couple of bricks After a light kidnap and a couple of tricks Throw a mean funeral for your departed dad Gotta do nothing cause he's got it all planned Seduce you awfully good, pool tables are sturdy Whisper words in your ear and make them real dirty getting infected keep his head on straight come cool and collected ish he'll tell you over and over he'll never love anyone he'll make it really clear he'll never love anyone don't get him wrong he's not the type to fall but for some silly reason he wants to give you his all i've made the decision i will Sassy Duke, full of spice, a partner at home. Everyone telling me my standards are high. He needs to take a look at their life and what they'll let fly. I'm not asking for much, just some sweet, mixed signals. Someone at home that will give me the feels. Convinced they'll never love till I came on the scene. That the whole damn world ripped a scene from scene they leave my downtown till the cows come home I guess I'm a little sick of St. and syndrome